LGBTQ Plus News and Chat Podcast is sponsored in part by Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They give you all the tools you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They will even distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The app is available in the App Store or on Google Play. You've been thinking about so many things Like the way it never ends, like the beginning You can work so hard but still not be winning That's when you need to go with it Cause there are gonna be those times when you wake up To hurtful words inside your head that won't let up And though I know you can't recite them all Verbatim That's when you need to go with it When you're gonna love Really love yourself When you're gonna love Really love yourself Though you say it's too hard All I ask is you start When you're gonna love, really love yourself You can count on the times when Somebody told you they'd be there but they weren't But see the only one you won't lose your faith in the person who's within When you're gonna love Really love yourself When you're gonna love Really love yourself 
thank you for tuning in to the LGBTQ Plus News and Chat Podcast. Download the Anchor.fm app to leave a message about the show or request to be a guest to share your story. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Anissa Hudak, and we're going to be talking about trauma healing yoga. Hello, Anissa. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, So my first question to you is, how does PTSD start in the body? Well, you're starting with something simple, huh? Uh Okay. (laughs) So we have two different brains we have the upper echelon brain that we do all of our critical thinking with. You know, we do math and we make lists with and all that kind of stuff, right? And then we have the reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain handles all of the stuff that we never think about. Breathing, blinking, belching, telling us to go to the bathroom. And that's also where our fight, flight, or freeze mechanism is held, okay? Okay, gotcha. Okay. So let me ask you, have you ever seen two dogs fight? Of course. Okay. And so they leave their critical brain, if you will, and they go into fight mode, right? Yes. And then what happens after they're done fighting and they've been pulled apart and they're walking away from one another? What happens? Um, not really sure. (laughs) Okay, that's okay. Have you ever noticed that they shake? Hmm. Okay, yeah. So that shaking mechanism actually helps to reset the central nervous system and take them back to the critical thinking brain. Hmm. Well, guess what? We have to do the same thing. We actually have to shake after a traumatic event in order to reset our central nervous system so we can then go back to our critical thinking brain. Uh Now, what happens, though, when you see someone shaking? What do you want to do instinctively? I mean, every human being hates to see someone else shaking, right? So what do you want to do? Dance. Oh, that's, that, what I, that's what I think of when you know, be shaking is dancing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about like shaking, like, you know, um, trembling. Yeah, yeah, um, your tremble is like, oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. So you want to hold them. You usually, you know, want to hold somebody who's doing that. Or maybe an EMT will strap somebody to a board to keep them from, you know, staying still and what have you. So there's no further injuries. Well, when somebody doesn't shake and reset the central nervous system, then we go right into PTSD because we haven't reset the central nervous system. We haven't reset that button. Okay. And so that's how it actually takes hold in the body. Hmm. Now for a lot of us, we're high functioning PTSD folks like myself. Right. I'm high functioning. I have PTSD, but I'm high functioning. Okay but I startle very easily. 
and you know there are other things that happen to me that um, shouldn't be happening and that's because I function still in that reptilian brain some portion of the time instead of having returned to my upper echelon brain right I operate in my upper echelon brain probably 90% of the time. Okay. And so that's what happens with us. That's how it starts in the body. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Uh, what are PTSD triggers? Well, according to me, triggers are like, your best friend. And okay. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Um, triggers start with memory. When the brain records a memory, it pulls it apart. And so all of the sight goes to one section of the brain. All of the Audio goes to another section of the brain. Um, everything that you're feeling goes to another section of the brain. And all these parts are taken apart. And then when we relive or you know, bring about a memory in our brain, all of these parts are supposed to come back together. Okay. Well, unfortunately, when you have PTSD, a lot of times those channels get scrambled and the full memory can't come back together. And the brain doesn't like a memory that's not complete. And so it thinks that it's helping you out and it adds information. Okay. Well, you know, because from caveman time, our, our brain has programmed to uh, think negatively. So usually, cause you know, it, it, we had to stay alive. You know, don't eat that berry. You don't know what it is, you know, and don't, don't walk out the cave because there might be a tiger, you know. So it's, it's always been thinking negatively. So now you've got your brain filling in pieces of a memory and it's usually not with real positive stuff. <laughs> so you have an incomplete memory, you have it, and it's usually a wrong memory. Well, what happens is that all of a sudden, let's say it was the, the smell that didn't come back to the full memory, right? But it's, it's still recorded. So all of a sudden you smell something very similar and all of a sudden it comes back to you and it triggers you. I remember that smell now. I was in the middle of, you know, a burning fire or whatever. Right. That's what a trigger is. When okay. a piece of memory that hasn't been you know, put back to the whole memory is relived. So why I think it's your best friend is because you can take those triggers and if, especially if you're in talk therapy, take them to your therapist, you know, write, make sure you write them down and take them to your therapist and say, I had this, you know, triggering memory what does this mean? And unpack it. And then you can usually bring about the entire memory. And you realize that the situation probably wasn't as bad as you remember it originally. Okay. Triggers are actually breadcrumbs for us. And it gives you a place to go next with your therapy. So triggers, in my opinion, are good things. 
Okay. Um, next question is, how does yoga therapy heal PTSD? Well, yeah, let's see. I know, I'm hitting you with the hard ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end, you're going to ask me like really simple questions like what's your favorite color and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually trap trauma in our body on a very cellular level. You know, when we can't reset that central nervous system, it's got to go somewhere, right? There are actually muscle groups within the body that hold on to that trauma. Have you ever heard of the psoas muscle? No. Have you ever heard of your hip flexor? Yes. Okay. Well, your hip flexor is also known as the psoas muscle. Okay. In my opinion, it's the most important muscle of your entire body. Have you ever been injured or sick and you've curled up into the fetal position? Of course. Okay. So it's the hip flexor or the psoas muscle that does that for you. And it does that to protect all of the internal organs here in the trunk. So your heart, your liver, all your lungs, all of that. It wants to protect all of these organs. Without that mechanism, all of your organs would be kind of exposed and you would die. So it's pretty important. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Well, it also is the emotional warehouse of your body. All of your emotion is held in your hip flexors. So your joy, your happiness, your grief, your frustration, your anger, everything is held in the hip flexors. So I don't know if you've ever heard somebody say, gosh, my hips are really tight today. Mm -hmm. When somebody says that to me, I'm like, yeah, okay, what's going on in your life? Because I know that they're holding on to emotion there. Okay. So we utilize yoga therapy to do a lot of hip openers in a very scientific way. It's not just going out and doing hip flexors. You got to warm up the whole body and there's a very precise way of doing this. But we do a lot of hip openers to open up those hips and release the um, emotion from those muscles. We work them to almost exhaustion. And so okay. a lot of my folks will say, oh my gosh, my, my legs are quivering. And I'm like, yes, this is good. Sometimes they don't feel it. Okay. Sometimes people say it feels like having sex and having Ooh. an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times people cry afterwards. A lot of times people laugh afterwards. A lot of times, most times everybody's happy. It's kind of like sex. Okay. And that's how we really utilize yoga therapy along with breathing exercises, meditative stuff, and things like that. It all works towards the whole goal. Okay. So on days like, um, well, see, I was born with curvature of the hip anyway, but uh, when days that like my hip is really bothering me, it's usually a day that I've had a really stressful day. And, uh, oh yeah. 
now we know the correlation. Mm -hmm. So now I know. Okay, so let's see. My next question is, and here we go, another hard one. Does, does this therapy differ for LGBTQ plus people? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I, I've, had, I've had many members of that community come into my classes. Excellent. Okay. I will say, though, that if you are a male, please don't wear yoga pants. <laughs> you laugh i've had a couple of men come in with yoga pants and it makes everyone slightly uncomfortable mm -hmm. it, it does show off your package um and, and maybe that's what you're going for and, and that's totally cool too it's just maybe not the place to do it because you have people who have in my in you know in my classes that's all i do is ptsd and so that can be actually traumatizing for some people right and so it can make people feel uncomfortable exactly. i generally don't care but for the other students um anybody should come in well covered yes and, and that goes for women i've had women come in who didn't who needed a sports bra who didn't have one on Oh, I and and the girls are flying around, and you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to wear appropriate clothing, yeah. But other than that, absolutely not. Okay. Um. Okay. Next question is. This about the SAS community. Can you explain what that is all about? Yes, I'm going to be launching that here early in the spring. And it is for women only who have had a negative sexual encounter, uh, whether it's been rape, incest, molestation. Um, I kind of say to anyone, if you've had a sexual encounter that um, makes your skin crawl when you think about it, then that's pretty much it. Um, it is for only those women. I am a two-time rape survivor. And so I know that walk very well. I walk it very, you know, every day, obviously. And what we do in this group is utilize not only yoga therapy and other holistic things to, to help heal, but we also have a community. And that's what I realized that we were really missing was a place where we can all talk about what it is we're feeling and what we're dealing with and um, how to move on with life and how to, how to feel sexy again. You know, it's okay to feel sexy again. It's okay to want to have sex again. And to kind of get people to the point where they realize that there's more to healing than just meds and talk therapy. They have to release it from their body. A lot of times we have um, gained weight as a way of um, kind of falling into uh, the woodwork, being wallflowers. People don't notice us and therefore we don't have to engage, especially in a romantic or sexual way in our lives. 
And so all of these things we kind of address in this community, but it's all about the community providing a place for women to be together to kind of discuss all these issues and um, use yoga therapy to help them release it. Very good. Um, so then, you know, you get this as community for women, you said, um, you have male to female trans, transgender transsexuals. Um, so are they going to be included into this community? This community is for women who are biologically women. And it's not because I don't feel that people who identify as women don't need healing. The women in this community um, need to be with other women, biological women. They might feel that they can't talk openly if there is someone who biologically is a male. May not identify as a male, but is biologically a male. Okay. And it's just a way of protecting them. That being said, I have a ton of men who try to get into my women's only group. And okay. a lot of times it's because they are trying to profile for their next victims. Right. And it's very hard for me to determine who is part of your community and genuinely needs the, the help and somebody who is a male who just wants to profile. Right. And that's, it's really sad, unfortunately, but I have to create boundaries. Exactly. And boundaries is something that, you know, I have discussed it in my podcast before, um, that, you know, you have to set boundaries. And that's, I guess, one boundary that, you know, has to be kept. Um, um, Sad to say that there are uh, men out there that will try to get, go and pick up women in a women's only group and, you know, and it, and it hurts us trans women as well um, because then we're looked at as, you know, profilers as well. And it's sad. It's very sad. And I wish it wasn't that way, unfortunately. And truly, I have five to 10 men a week trying to get into, I, I run a free group for women online and I have five to 10 men every week trying to get in. Wow. That's incredible. And in the title, it says for women. So, I mean, it's, it's blatantly for women. And so um, that's why... Anyone who actually uh, you know, applies to the group, there are questions that have to be answered. And then I go and I look at their profile. And um, I really try to make sure that it's definitely a woman, just because there has to be those kinds of boundaries. And it, it sucks. It really does. I wish it wasn't that way. I do run another group that is for men and women. So there is another group available. I don't have a membership quite run up and running for it yet. Um, but unfortunately, that's, that's where it's at. 
and it's not right and it's not fair. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, I, I understand and um, I'm sure other trans women will also un understand as well. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that there are some trans women out there that would like to say, well, what about a group just for us? Hey, if we can get enough of you together that you've all been, you know, um, <laughs> had trauma and you need it, I am all for that. Totally, absolutely, totally for that. Wonderful. I would love to do that. I would love to do that because you all need healing. And, you know, I I'm absolutely open to that. That would be fun. Oh, that sounds like it would be fun. And maybe uh, some of the listeners will, um, and those that will be actually watching this, um, maybe they'll reach out to one of us and, you know, find out how to go about doing that. Absolutely. I am totally open to that. I would love it. Wonderful. Um, we got a few more minutes. Um, is there anything that you particularly want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Is there, what else do you want to, did you want to know my favorite color? Sure. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, black, gray, and, uh, um, purple. <laughs> I know that doesn't, that's not one. I know. I know. I'm from New York. I'm from <laughs> New York. So I, I like, I have to wear a lot of black, you know? Um, uh -huh. but I'm, I'm delving more into grays and purples now. Well, mine's pink and purple and some blacks. Um, it, it all depends. And then sometimes I wear all three at the same time. So there we go. And there you go. And, but I'm a pink girl too. I could see myself do, you know, wearing pink too. Absolutely. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, I will be putting information about Anissa in the description, uh, how to contact her directly. Um, you can also leave uh, comments and if, um, if you have a particular question, you should address it straight to Anissa. Um, general, general inquiries or questions can be left in the comments. Um, and I appreciate you coming on the show, Anissa. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was really excited and I'm excited to get this information out to your community um, because I think that a lot of you are overlooked, which is horrible. And you guys need this information just as much as everybody else. I know that some of you have experienced trauma because of you know your life choices or who you are in your community, which is horrible, unfortunately. And I wanted you guys to have this information so you understand and you know what's happening within your body and how to really heal from what you've, you know, gone through. So thank you so much. I appreciate being here. And it was wonderful having you on. 
and uh, hopefully we can uh, get something going later on and ex expand on the whole healing uh, yoga. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to the LGBTQ News and Chat Podcast. Talk to you soon.